Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded, and we have answered the call. All right, as it is time to jump into part one of the Lord's, the Lord, excuse me, of chaos here. You know, every time I read it, I want to say Lords of Chaos, we, but really, there's a, is there only one That's Lord the question. of Chaos? That is the question. Is there one? Is it? It was intentional. Lord of Chaos versus Lords of Chaos. Like, so who is that? Yeah. Uh, so part one here. Yeah. So part one here. We're doing chapters one through three, right? Um, uh, because we're gonna take we're probably gonna take this book a little bit slower than we did some of the other ones, because uh, you know, we're past it's, season it's one. We're past season one, and as tells me that everything in this book is just is. He's like, this is the one of the most important books you read in the series. So it's, it's like the one it's the one we got to take a little bit slower, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So, OK, so, ch- so we're doing chapters one through three. So chapter one, Lion on the Hill. So Rand practices the sword against five opponents and beats four of them, though one manages to strike him. When Nain suggests the five had planned it, she is surprised that his reply is merely, can I always count on my enemies not to work together? The nobles who supported uh, Gabriel praise him 
uh, though Bashir disapproves and tries to stab him to show him swords are useless when he has the power and is surrounded by both Aiel and Saldeans to protect him from men with swords. Rand hears loose Theron in his head, claiming the only way to live is to die, which Rand has apparently been told before. Uh, Bashir asks after Matt, wondering where he learned to be a commander. Rand tells him of the tower split and his belief that there are hundreds of Aes Sedai ready to support him and that he intends to use them and th as they will try to use him. Tumad, a Saldean, announces that Mazrum Taim has arrived. So I gotta say, as Yeah. Um, diving back in here, uh, you know, as we as we progress, because I was not fond of the last book, and I'm right. already way, I'm already way, way, way more in uh, to this book. I love anytime the practicing of the sword comes up in the different techniques and the different forms, and like the idea of being a blade master comes into play because it's I don't know what it is, but I just it's just always like because anybody can do it. And then here you have Rand, who we already sort of think of as so powerful because he's, you know, like the Dragon Reborn. Anytime you see him sort of doing something where he's like leveling up, it's just oh, yeah. that much. It just seems that much cooler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let me do that part. I, I, I like that part as well. And so here we go. We have a skinny man. Uh, the skinny man was good as well. So Rand's paying these people to come fight him. Rand offered uh, gold for the best and they came. He was tall as an Andorin, though Rand overtopped him by a hand, yet height had little bearing with the sword. Sometimes strength did. Rand went at him in an all-out attack. The man's long face tightened, and he gave ground. The boar rushes down the mountain, crashes through the parting silk, broke lightning of three prongs, and the bundle uh, slashed, right? So he's just describing some of these, uh, uh, these attacks. I love that they're all named. If you look up the different sword forms and the sword attacks, there's like literally, I don't know, hundreds of them so yeah it's a really cool moment where he's kind of practicing the sword getting better um and trying to you know improve as you say leveling up right as the dragon yeah. so yeah 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 absolutely so then rand um is hearing right you know the uh he's hearing loose there the only yep. way to live is to die right yeah, I know. So again, this is something that, that kind of keeps happening. He's going to keep um, learning more and more about um, about the dragon and about who he is supposed to be, about Luce Theron. He will start to, and he already has, sort of started to, to talk or like can, you know, to this, this voice in, in his mind that's talking to him. Like we, the reader, can, can see that. And we understand that that's happening. But what will be interesting, I'm not sure if it's happened yet, but there'll become a very different, I guess, discussion go on inside that head later. I think it's already kind of started to happen, but I know it happens in this in this book. And so it's it's important to watch the way he talks or considers Luce Theron in this book. Yeah. 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 No, it's cool because I'm glad that we're getting more of this because, you know, one of the things they keep teasing is right, like the idea of going mad. And it's never really felt like Rand is ever going to go mad. But now that right. we're starting this book off with him hearing loose there and I'm saying, hey, man, the only way you can do this is if you die. It's finally it does finally feel like Rand is hitting a little bit of, of a potential roadblock, because up to this point, you know, one of my criticisms, I guess, are just observations is that, man, and one of, uh, none of the villains in this have ever really felt significant. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
And now it feels like, okay, maybe it is. Because the more we hear Rand think about Luce Theron, the more it seems like, well, maybe he could go mad. And what happens then? Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we've, and the, you know, the show, starts, I mean, that was pretty cool. They, they showed us outright what can sort of happen uh, with, with the taint. Now, let, let me read this. Like, uh, Davram Bashir, uh, who's, who's going to be super, super freaking important, is there, is this Marshal General, as you said, and he, he's got like all the, the practicing, you know, Rand is like sweating and stuff. And he does, as, as, as you just read there, dashes up. And, um, let me see if I can find it here real quick. Yeah. Uh, shifting in his chair, Bashir laughed. Do you think you'll live long enough to equal the greatest swordsman in history? An angry mutter came from the Andorans. Vain anger. Uh, Rand was sure, but Bashir ignored it. You are who you are after all. Suddenly he moved like an uncoiling spring. The dagger drawn with shifting uh, was, was drawn quickly uh, fast. Shifting flashed towards Rand's heart. Rand did not move a muscle. Instead, he seized Saidine, the male half of the true source. It took no more than a thought, um, no more than breathing. Saidine flooded into him, carrying the Dark One's taint, an avalanche of foul ice, a torrent of reeking molten metal, uh, and it crushed him and all that kind of stuff, right? So uh, that, that, that happens right out the gate. Like Bashir is trying to show him that that's not who you are. You are training with the sword. This is but you got to start to embrace these things. He's got this dagger in close combat. So challenging him, he's there seeking Mazrum Taim, this other false dragon that's come down from Saldea. And uh, yeah, Rand, I think, yeah, his Rand is it in this chat. Has he already made the proclamation for, for, for male channelers or is that, I think it might be coming. That's coming here. Okay. So, but the whole point is, is that Mazrum Taim is a male channeler. And Rand is starting to kind of understand that, like, we may need these guys. They're not all bad. They like he's just one of them. He's using the same source that they're using, and so far it hasn't gotten to him, except for he is hearing somebody in his mind. Now, is that the madness? Is that the taint? Uh, or is he just the dragon freaking reborn? But Davram Bashir is 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 freaking awesome, and he does in a lot of ways challenge Rand, but then respects him and helps him sort of become. The dragon trading with the sword is cool, but what did he do right here in this moment? He's got that dagger up on his neck, Sidine, baby. It's just kind of sort of like you think of like Daenerys, right? Daenerys Targaryen, dragons. You can do all the political maneuvering you want, but at the end of the day, you're a dragon. And this is the dragon reborn. And I feel like that's what this book, The Lord of Chaos, really does for me is start to say, Rand, you've got some power. And yes, we've seen some of it, but we've only seen a fraction. Right. <laughs> and so it's like go time. And I think that's what people expect of, of the dragon. So this is just kind of a cool, a cool moment. And remember, we're in Camelin and um, that's what, at, at the end of the last book. That's where we were beating Ravine. So we're, we're here now. Um, we know that there are from the prologue. We learned that the Aes Sedai factions are coming in uh, trying to go to to go seek him. But my friend, in the last book, he was in Kyrian and then he was in you know, uh, Camelin. So he's gone back and forth to, to both. So now he's balancing two seats of power, which is going to be something to, to sort of watch and pay attention to is that Rand is now in two different spots. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, chapter two here, a new arrival. 
So Davran Bashir tells Rand he will respect the amnesty, but if Taim goes to Saldea, nothing will protect him there. He orders Lear and Nain, um, or Nain, uh, to leave there to their uh, obvious relief. Taim arrives and taunts Bashir, who doesn't recognize him at first. He claims this is because he shaved. He mentions some Saldeans who tried to kill him under a parlay flag and will now just want to serve and obey. Rand tells him that if he taunts Bashir again, he'll let Bashir kill him. After Rand refuses to form a compact with him, he, fail he falls to his knees and submits, claiming he wants whatever glory may fall his way and that he has no other real choice. Rand tells him that if he is to teach men to channel, um, he is to teach men to channel, and Taim admits he has done it before, though he had to kill the only man who tried to learn. Rand realizes he does not like Taim and wonders if he is truly sane, to be so relaxed, surrounded by people who are ready to kill him. He hands Rand one of the seals, which uh, in a moment of madness with Luz Theron's voice encouraging him, Rand almost tries to break uh, before Bashir stops him. Wow, dude. And so this is okay. We've talked about Loghain and we, we've, I'm bringing him up even though he's not, he's not brought up in this chapter. But this is a character that is, that is interesting. Um, Mazrum Tain. It is a name we're going to hear for a while. And I think what chapter two, this, this, uh, you know, a new arrival does really well is the dragon, our strongest male channeler is looking at, Ma at at Mazrum in a way that's like, he knows a lot. This guy is powerful. He may even know things I don't know, right? Uh, Rand does a lot of stuff by instinct because he is the dragon. He has that Tavira nature. A lot of that stuff sort of helps him. But I almost, and I know people are going to call me out for this, but I almost admire like Loghain and Mazrum Taim and these other guys who they don't have the dragon factor and they don't have the Tavir in nature. And so they're still very, very powerful individuals. Um, so here, like he, this whole conversation, Bashir tracks him into Andor. And then now Mazrum Taim answers this call uh, before Rand, other men. That's a, yeah. Mazrum Taim before Rand, other men through the centuries had claimed to be the dragon reborn. And it goes on to kind of talk about some of those men. Mazrum Taim was one of those, raising an army, and he was kind of, uh, he was attacking up in Saldea. Bashir's face did not change, but he gripped his sword, white-knuckled, and so they're having that, that sort of confrontation. Um, it is later, they're talking about the crimes. You know, Bashir's talking about all the things that he did in Saldea and just how awful he is. But Rand sort of says, it's time to put those things aside. You know, the Forsaken did far worse. And let me see if we can find that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, essentially that he's talking about Samael, uh, Demondred. He talks about uh, Masana setting up a school where in which they trained people back in the day to believe in the dark. Like, almost like, a, almost like they brainwashed people, young kids and children, into adopting and following the ways of the Dark One. It's, it's, it's radical. And the other thing that's really interesting is you have an instant lash out of Luce Theron. This is where I said his voice is going to matter. It's become more and more important because he's saying, kill, kill him, right? He wants him dead. Don't let him live, you know, be done with him. Now, is that Luce Theron mad? Is that um, Rand just is still this whole idea of a voice in his mind? Does Luce Theron know something about Mazram Taim? 
or is he this way with all male channelers? Is it the dark one's taint that he's sensing? You know, I think that's that's the what we're as readers are supposed to kind of wrestle with in these first couple of chapters, you know? Right. Well, how many how many male channelers have we met so far? I think really we met how many how many male channelers have we met that can channel so far yeah. that I guess we know of. Yeah, that we know of. So I guess what Logan. But Logan was gentled, wasn't he? By the yeah, time yeah. we meet, by the time because we meet. By the time we meet him, yeah, yeah, for by sure. The, by the by the time by the time we meet him, and we've met right Osmodian. Osmodian. Well, no, we met we met we met, we met the Forsaken. Yeah, that we that we took that, that right, but uh, but, right. but really having a conversation though with um, Rand's only really fought them. He's never really like met someone right who can channel. Like right, and I guess the, yeah. My my question is yeah, like like I think what you're supposed is it just Mazrum Taim, or is it the taint that goes with him? Because again, the for well, there's something special about the Forsaken, so I'm gonna put them in another category. But right. like, yeah, I guess I guess you know you're right. We haven't seen him with with anyone else to kind of compare. And so my question is, are we supposed to take take this personal to Mazrum Taim, or is it the fact that right. he's a male channeler? Or will we be able to distinguish between him and other male channels? He's put the call forward now, so we'll have to kind of see who's going to come and answer that call. Um, people said it was madness. Like the, a lot of them were saying, like, there's no way men are going to come forward. But the dragon, who now it, it occupies Kyrian and um, Camelin, is he seems to have a big seat of power. And the Aiel, the other big yeah. factor, too, is that people can see the Aiel, the dragon's people, and so they know uh, that he's, he's got this kind of sway. Um, and, and yeah, he does actually take a knee and he swears fealty to the dragon, um, and says that he's going to do sort of his bit, his, his bidding, uh, teach people these different things. He talks about ways in which he can, he can test folks. Um, All right. I'm going to pull up the map. Yeah. I'm going to pull up the map here too. I mean, yeah, it's crazy also, you know, just to sort of start thinking about this, the length, the amount of, I mean, look at how much, look at Rand's sphere of influence at this point. Mm -hmm. Right. So we've already got, I got the map pulled up here. Um, yeah. So we've got the Aiel Waste, right? Um, he took over Tyr, right? That's like one of the first things he does. And now we're into Kaimlin, uh, to Camelin and Kyrian. I mean, he's got like the whole, this whole like southeast side, like is now just like basically Rand's. And then I guess technically he could walk into Ammon's Field over there in the two rivers. So really right, it's yeah. like there down to here up and over there all this that's I mean. a good point yeah to, to to show this because um that is a a good sphere of influence and it's important oh, to look at the map i can't zoom and draw on this oh come on now come on what's up with the technology no but um yeah fr from north to south there and then just over the aiel uh or the spine of the world if you're from the aiel waste over uh, you do have the Shido clan kind of running around doing doing all their their craziness, but that's in he has set up leaders in tier. He's got uh folks in in uh Kyrian, and now he's gonna be seeing some of these these nobles here in, in Camelin. Um yeah. I mean, yeah, Rand's I mean, and I, again, remember also too, now that he's got Kyrian, I mean the White Tower is just down the street, basically. I mean, it's just it's just it's it's just it's just right there. Right. And actually, where let's see here, real quick, as I'm looking at that map, you've got Kyrian and then you've got Camelin. Okay. Perfect. Um there and then all is... the way down here, all the way down here to to, to Tier. Remember, he was having he was gonna have like Tier go to war with Ilion. I mean, like 
Right. I mean, zoom in, if you will, for just a second. And guys, I think this would be really kind of cool if you are watching on the YouTube, um, just to kind of check out this map. Down just left of Tier, left of Ilion. And is it Solidar? Right. That's uh, little... Evan, Ev, Evandar. Yeah, Saladar, yeah is, Saladar is north of uh, Evan, Evan, or right. Ev, Evudar. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Saladar is that other the rebel faction, um, and they're going to be sending. I think we found out in the prologue, right, that they're sending an embassy or like a group, um, to Cablin, and then the White Tower is sending a group to. Is it Kyrian or do I have them reversed? I might have them reversed. I'll have, to, I'll have to look that up again. But either way, they're sending their um, – they're, they're going to meet the dragon. And one group is going to Kyrian and one is going to Camelin. Uh, I'll have to make a correction here later on as I figure out which one is which. But um, either way, I think it's really really a cool thing to look at where they're at and why they chose to go where they, where they go. It's also all based upon information and what they're learning from the ears and eyes and their network of, of spies and stuff too. But I want to, uh, while Matt has the map up here, I also want to read something to you guys real quick. It was um, just kind of one of these epic moments where when Mazram Taim shows up, he says that he came there to see him. You were the one in the vision in the sky. They say it was the dark one himself you fought. Rand says, not the dark one. Bashir was not fighting him exactly. And it, it, he, he's, he's like holding on to Bashir here while he's about to pull his knife and, and go after Taim. Um, if he let go, the blade would, be out and threw Taim in a heartbeat unless he used the power or Taim did. Um, that had to be avoided, if it could be. He kept his grip on Bashir's wrist. He called himself Baal Zaman, but I think he was a Shamael. I killed him later in the Stone of Tear. And then Taim says, I hear you've killed a number of Forsaken. Should I call you my Lord Dragon? I have heard this is, uh, heard this lot use the title. Do you mean to kill all the Forsaken? And the Rand says, do you know any other way to deal with them? They die or the world does, unless you think they can be talked into abandoning the shadow uh, the way they abandon the light. So kind of just an epic moment where Taim's revealing why he kind of, you know, goes in there and, and talks to talks to Rand. And then you have this uh, rate, this moment where they talk about the forsaken, the sins of the, the forsaken. And then uh, he's asking if he'll submit and um, rage rose up in Rand till his vision filmed red. Um, oh, here we go. No, sorry, I'm back up. So uh, let's see. Taim tilted his head unaware. I would be the lesser partner, of course, yet I had come, yet, yet I have had years more than you to study the power. There is much I could teach you. And this is where Luce Theron's like, no one no one is going to speak to me that way. And it's like the dragon's rage. And I love it. And he just freaks out. Kill him. No compact. No partners. Dragon reborn. Taim, me. Uh, if you have knowledge, I can make use of it. I will. Uh, but you will go where I say and do as I say when I say. So anyways, it's just a cool kind of Ran has to, I don't know, press his uh, Tavir in nature, his, his dragon authority and make Taim submit, but keep a close eye on Taim because his facial expressions give away a lot. His intentions, what are they? He says he can train men, and that is exactly what, what Rand is going to use him for, is to train any, man, any any of these men or to find more men, right, who can come and uh, be ready that, that he can aim them towards Tarman Gaiden. He wants them ready for the for the last battle. And, and Bashir is here witnessing all of this, ready to kill right. Rand. So, yeah. 
Okay, um, we dive into chapter three here, and then really just kind of summarize because it's all really like sort of one uh, event. So Rand travel. This is a woman's eyes. Rand travels with Taim to the farm to meet the would-be male channelers. He releases the gateway before Avienda can join him. He tells Taim that he may face the Forsaken, which does not concern or surprise him, and warns him against Shadow Spawn. On first sight, Taim is not impressed and is surprised that Rand does not know how to test. Initially, uh, Jur has changed his mind, but Rand manipulates him into being tested. Uh, Damir is tested first by sensing a res. Uh, Resonance while Taim channels a flame. After discovering he can learn, Rand tells Taim he is leaving, instructing him to teach uh, the test so they can find new students, but to be weapons above all and to be aware of any student who learns too fast, which honestly was one of like my, it's like, it's such a quick line, like in passing yeah. the way it's yeah. told, but it's just, it carries so much weight. And I love that line. Right, who right. could be or forsaken in disguise. This time, Taim is shocked. Rand lets slip that he intends to cleanse Sidene to Taim's wonderment. Rand tells him to seize Sidene, and when he does, Lutheran's mad voice demands he kill him. He notices Taim does not sweat and is mothered by several of the maidens. He leaves after seeing a student fail. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is this is testy. Another testy chapter. Mm -hmm. These two, yeah, right. there was also a little, there was also a little bit of talk, and I don't remember which chapter it was, but they were talking a little bit about, um, uh, like if you come across a dark hound, like you like Balefire and how they should be. They did, there was a little bit oh, in yeah. there about like Balefire and be, I think it was this chapter, it is, um, yeah. like, and be and be wary of Balefire. Uh, they did that's not in the summary here, but um, that was interesting, but yeah, the line that really stuck out to me the most, and again, it's in the chapter, it's just such short passing the way it's as they're doing all of this stuff, but it's like the be wary of any student who learns too fast, which. It's it's just so interesting because it I don't know why it stuck out to me, but it's just this line and it, it's just said so quickly, just as it is here in the summary. But it does so much because it shows also like think about how far Rand has come because it, so much of Rand's development in these books is like it, it happens so fast because it's like you know now rand is just he already knows like hey they could be forsaken they could be this they could be that he's like a general now man it's just one of those things where you turn around the next thing you know your kid's all grown up right yeah exactly and and, and he does uh you brought up a really cool point about some of those subtle quick mentions this is where robert jordan does a lot of reminding and uh like helping us recall events and powers and things that are important because he talks about not only balefire but the bubble of evil too the and he says um uh yeah do you know balefire um if you don't that is one thing i'll not teach you if you do don't use it on anything but shadow spawn and not to teach it and you're not to teach it to anyone the source of some of those rumors you heard might be i don't know what to call them except bubbles of evil think of them like bubbles that sometimes rise up in a bog only there are rise only they are rising from the dark one as the seals weaken and instead of rotten smell, they are full of, well, evil. Uh, they drift along the pattern until they burst. And when they do, anything can happen. Anything. Your own reflection can leap out of a mirror and try to kill you. Believe me. So you're just reminding us of things that have happened and uh, trying to teach Taim a little bit. He says, and then Taim says, um, I've been in the blight. I've killed Trollocs before and Murdral. He pushed a low branch out. And then he said, uh, I've never heard of Balefire, but if a dark hound comes after me, 
I will find a way to kill it. And so he was good for that. Like that, that's that's a good thing. He's wanting him to kind of be this weapon, uh, teach these kids, uh, teach these men. And um, yeah, there's there's all this kind of back and forth about what Rand knows, what does Taim know, and I think you can probably Matt already start to feel like a, I don't know what you would call it, but a a tugging, right? Like a back and forth right. kind of um, power struggle, but but between the two, you know? Yes. No, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, it's so rare that we see male channelers. It's a pretty rare mm-hmm. thing. I mean, how many have we seen up to this point? You know, I, I said earlier, it's like I don't know, couldn't tell. You. I mean, under five, probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and now we have a whole bunch of them being tested, and they're in, they're in this farm, and this is, you know, Rand is going up to to meet some of them. It's time to meet your students. Time hung back. This is truly all you want for me to try and to teach these pathetic dregs. If any of them can be taught, how many do you really think to find in, in a handful um, that are just that have just straggled to you? Um, and so, again, yeah, he's just kind of pulling Taim into this, wanting him to teach, wanting him to go and find these people. And it's interesting. It's a whole nother side of of this. We have not seen, as you said, really any of these male channelers. And it's a super scary thing anyways from the beginning of the story the dragon's fang is not a, is not a good thing. Um, it, the white flame of Tarvalin is what you want. Uh, that, that we're, we're okay with women channelers, but, um, or is that the other... propaganda that's been spread? Right. It's probably propaganda. Exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. It is hundred percent. But, um, yeah, the, these, these channelers, I think we're learning about them and they're just men. This women are just farmhands. Some of them are just, they're, they're rolling in here. Um, you've got the likes of Fedwin, Damer, Eben, and so on, and they're all going to be tested. And and again, a lot of them that show up that think they can channel are going to be tested, just like the tower. Some are sorted out, some have more power, some don't. And he actually will find a place for even those who can't necessarily channel or pass the test. They're going to go learn the sword. They're going to be weapons, you know. Yeah. And that's 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 what he's he's all about. Like we we're in this for um, the last battle, so you know. We'll need every soldier we can find before the last battle. The Shadow will have new Dreadlords ready to channel. You can count on it, but it's your choice. Maybe you'll be able to sit it out on your farm. There must be a few places in the world that will escape what's coming. I hope so. Anyway, the rest of you will do, will do, uh, will do our best to make sure um, as much escape as possible. At least you can give your name to Taim, though. So again, he's just kind of... Uh, giving words of encouragement and then talking about the, the stakes really and what's going to happen here in uh, the last battle. So, yeah, man, it, it's just kind of really cool. And I think what, the other thing too to watch is like the abilities. You know how like Moraine sort of has her own little, they have their own specialties, right? You have the one power, you work inside of a, a field, you have even the different Ajas and strengths in certain weaves. You're going to notice again that that some of what, male channelers can do and what these guys can do is is different from what um what the female channelers can do which is cool yeah yeah, yeah. no it's cool it's it's cool that, yeah it's definitely cool that we're beginning to learn um all this stuff and see and beginning to see male channelers and also let's not get rid of it let's let's not dismiss the fact that Rand says hey we're i'm gonna i intend to cleanse sidene which is like the big huge deal because everything we've learned up to this point is it's bad it's dangerous and it's gonna uh, ruin everything if he can cleanse it well then now you just think about the amount of soldiers you've just unlocked oh yeah 
Absolutely. If, if, if he can do that, yeah, it'd be huge. Um, and again, right now, as long as the madness doesn't catch up to them, big deal to, to have them just to have Chandler's in general, as he's saying, you know, it was kind of a joke, but maybe that the merge draw at one point can, can channel, but they've got forsaken. They've got leaders um, in these, in these, in these armies. So you're going to need uh well, and you've got dark friends, man. You've got other people who might even, you've got uh, the black Aja. They work for the dark one. They are channelers, female channelers that, that are um, in opposition to, to Rand and, and what he needs and, and what he's, what he wants to do. Uh, so that's going to be kind of a, a yeah, he needs more men. He needs more channelers. And right now, the the White Tower is is fractured, and they want to control the dragon. They want to, you know, um, leash him, if you will. They 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 want him on a leash. They want a dragon on yeah. a leash, my friend. And that's 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 not a good thing. That's a bad idea. Bad idea. It's a real bad idea. Um, because you know what Moraine ha- up to this point has been trying to do is is to guide. And you notice. Let's go back to something real quick. Moraine tried to, um, she was in the end had realized what we saw on the show, which was the defiance of the dragon and for him to be kind of stubborn in this, this dragon nature kind of came out. So when she goes to Rudion, she basically figures out that she almost needs to, I will do whatever you need. I'll show some sort of, I don't need you to kind of, cause, cause the eyes that I are almost a little bit prideful in the book. Like you need to kind of, you, you should be hanging on my every word like my words are wise why wouldn't you listen to me etc why would you even question this and then you find out along the way that we should be questioning a lot of what they say and that that, uh there's a lot that was lost in the age of legends and you have a man speaking to rand in his mind from the age of legends and moraine starts to say okay i've got to handle this differently well unfortunately moraine has not been able to report back to to the other i said her other sisters Right. Right. So everything she's kind of learned here, Robert Jordan just literally chucks out the door, literally out the door. So, (laughs) you know, like like now he he has Avienda around him. Avienda goes here. He has the wise ones um, who are helping him. He is now just just sort of in in control. He's got he's got Gwen um, and she's still studying with with the wise ones. But he's got to sort of balance all of this. These eyes to die that are coming at him. Now, I think the big question as we as we launch into the next batch of chapters, right, Matt, is like, how do you approach a man like this? He's he's got his his back up against the wall, so, sort of, right? He's in a whole new territory. He's now drawing upon the lessons that Moraine taught him. He's got to govern two places, set up rulership, uh, trust Taim. And there's a huge, there's a whole like two to three pa- paragraphs in here where again he has trust issues. He's you know, Mazram Time is saying, like, as my Lord Dragon commands, but yet really he's got this kind of smirk on his face the whole time. I don't trust him. You know what I mean? I, At this point, I think I think if you're reading this, I think it's fair to say you're not meant to trust him right now. That's it's pretty, pretty clear. Loose Theron is saying, kill him, kill him now. For a moment, shock gripped Rand. The emptiness surrounding him wavered. Saidin raged and swelled, and he barely released the power before it could crush the void and him both. Had he seized the source or had loose Theron kill him, kill him, this voice echoing in his mind. So that's another big thing is that it seems like Rand is losing control of himself and there are threats all around him. And actually, one thing that the show did was to say, threaten the dragon and watch him come forth. 
And so that is sort of the, all these threats are emerging around Rand and they might come in the form of the Aes Sedai. You know, they can come present themselves as nicely as they want to, but I, I, I don't know. I think he's seeing, he's seeing dark friends everywhere. He's seeing, like you said, the one line that pops out, watch for any man who channels or who learns too quickly. Right. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. They're, they're in among yeah. us. So yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's a really cool way to start this. And it's, it's a really, it's an acceleration in mail in mail channels. As you said, we we've now have all these different individuals to weigh the, the warning signs are going off with Mazrum Taim. They're not going off with the students yet. And maybe that's because they can't channel and we'll have to wait and kind of find out, read and find out and figure that out. But this is, he's, it's a dangerous thing right now to be training all yeah. these men who could uh, be dealing with the dark ones taint on Saidine and maybe go mad at some point. Like, how do you decide when they've gone mad and when to, to gentle, you know, what I, I mean? don't, I don't think they do. I think they just, I, I think, I think they just view and say, you're a, you're a man, you're mad, you're gone, you're done. Right. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I know it's, it is, it's wild. Uh, one more thing too, just in, in terms of like the dynamic, like Ram, when he, at the end of the chapter, chapter three, he goes back and he's going back to Camelin and Elaine is, you know, Camelin is, is Elaine's, but he's, he's trying to set this seat up for her. And what we heard in the prologue and what we'll hear from other characters is what in the world is Rand doing? The rumor is, is that Rand killed more gays. Yeah. That she's been killed and that right. Rand went there and things are so distorted. And so we hear other characters struggle with that. We know he didn't do that. We know he was in Kyrian, got news, came down there, fought uh, Ravine and everything. So it's just um, and then Nynaeve was caught up in the in the dream world and all of that. So, yeah, information getting back to the Aes Sedai is, is kind of um, kind of shifty right now. But, uh, yeah, he's trying to get this seat of, uh, arranged for, for Elaine and, and make his move. It almost feels like Tarman Guiden is, is knocking on the door right now. And we know there are books and books and books to come. But he's saying it's coming soon. We're already talking about the last battle. I need them as weapons ready for some great battle. And let me just say, it's not the battle we expect. There is a battle coming up, my friend. It's one of those things, like, right, Matt blows the horn in book two. Well, hold on a second. I thought we were supposed to blow that bad boy at the, uh, at yeah, the last exactly. battle, right? Well, so, it doesn't say, you know, hey, exactly. it says we have to blow it in the last battle. It doesn't say we can't blow it any time before that. Exactly. So the whole time he sets up the last battle scenario, we're training, we're getting ready for that, but things happen along the way. We have to kind of watch our characters level up, as you say, you know, uh, as, as we go throughout the chapters. So the, the, the story. And this is a major leveling up for, for, for oh, Rand, huge. but yeah. And, and so what are your first impressions, I guess, of, of Taim? I mean, he's, he's dark, dangerous guy. Yeah. I want to say I don't trust him because I don't trust anybody uh, that comes along. I don't know. Actually, I might, I might trust him a little bit because to be a, to, I guess in order to think about his character, I haven't seen him do anything that's like super shifty yet. We've heard about him a lot. Yeah. Um, but I would say in order to if you are a male channeler and you survived this long, it's only because it's kind of like Tom Marilyn, right? Tom is like kind of a dark, shifty guy, too. That's in, true. In, in places. Right. The only way you could make it this long is to be sort of dark, shifty. Don't trust people, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. So, exactly. Well, he's people like Davron Bashir are are trying to hunt him down. Um, 
he thinks the same thing we have with, with Loghain, a problem where he believes he's the dragon. You know, why yeah. wouldn't you think that? You, there are they 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 gentle other male channelers. They're not given a chance to um live long. So you don't you don't, no, no one was talking to each other if you're a male channeler. You're not saying you're a male channeler, I'm a male channeler. No one's doing that kind of stuff. So you think you're the one and that creates a problem. That's why they're they're proclaiming themselves uh you know, dragon. And and so so there's nothing wrong, I guess with that but Mazram Taim yeah was one of was one of those guys and Rand gets it i think now he gets it and that we also know this what's so weird is that we have Logan in the back of our mind as a guy who yeah we didn't see him channel but he was just like this Mazram Taim guy are they one and the same we have a soft spot a little bit for Logan because we see him with Suan and Leanne and we see him going into the Rebel Eyes to Die camp and stuff so yeah i feel like that's that's something that um when you think of Taim, you're wondering how does he relate to to Logan? Would right. Logan have been like this with Rand? Right, right, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It's just it's it's really cool, and it's just to see him now. Also, he's opening gateways left and right. He can just boom, vertical line gateway opens. Rand can just now walk into Kyrie and walk over here. It's just he can get anywhere he wants now. And this is where the series, I think, like the ability to travel to, is something we have to we have to keep on our mind. In it, 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 Rand can do it. Other people can watch him do it, and he can take groups of people, like whole armies, into other regions. So now you can see how we can just like he's in Camelin. All he does, I don't know what he does exactly, if he's any hand motion to it or not. But line zips down in front of you, expands, and then literally you can see from Camelin into Kyrian, and he can walk in there. The the you know, closes behind him and he's just traveled across the freaking continent. So, so I just, in terms of like chaos, like the Lord of chaos traveling is also going to make things more chaotic. I think that's pretty easy to kind of, to kind of see, to you know, think, to think about if you will. So, yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Hey, that is part one of Lord of chaos not to be confused with lords of chaos as i sometimes call it as i was looking over the chapters there because uh this book um is well it's big but we're it's kind of weird the way it's going to end up working because it's like it goes through stretches where it's like you'll have like two chapters back to back that are like over an hour long right. and then you have you have chapters that are like like here's one that's like 20 minutes, 19, you know. So um, so for part two, I'm thinking literally, because it's again about three hours worth of just over three hours of content in terms of the audiobook, which is how I judge things. So part two is probably just gonna be chapters four through six. Okay. Um, because yeah. they're all they're all about they're all one is over an hour, so you're looking at about three a little over three hours worth of of reading for these next for this next block and then it then it kind of gets well the next one after that's pretty long too but after that it starts to get a little more condensed so we might end up so there'll probably be blocks where we do like five chapters or yeah yeah even some, it, even some points i'm seeing maybe like eight or ten uh to right. be honest so it just, just kind of depends so um so part two is probably is going to be chapters four through six yeah, and Matt, it's a huge book. It is the is the biggest in terms of I think word count, right? I think it's the it is largest. The, it is the biggest book in the series. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm okay if we yeah exactly if we have to take our time with this and do it part by part and kind of do some refresh on it. It's okay because it's it's worth it and it is such a a good it's such ride. A, sh a shift. Yeah, yeah, and to me it is it because again I just recently reread it and I was like, 
holy smokes <laughs> so I, I i i love it. i know some people might not like this i don't know i would love to hear if you if you don't think this is the book that that some people thought fires of heaven was supposed to hit harder i'm like i, I don't is know is it where would you where do you rank this in your all all of the books where, mm. where does this book rank for you is it is it towards the top is it mid, oh, towards the top. middle it's toward it's towards the top because for me and matt knows this of me that like when your character has what i call i like a super saiyan moment right lord <laughs> i mean it's just like and, and people say so, well rants yeah. have one of those every episode but i don't know it's what it's like can he keep topping it you know rafe says it in kind of his interviews like okay like yes i have the world is huge but like robert jordan keeps pushing things up a notch and, and it, this is what makes it kind of it gives you this energy this oomph this uptick and i get why people later on those same epic moments that you feel and want around rand aren't always there the same way and that's not i'm trying not to be spoiler on any of that but right now we still have uh rand is still warring with the with the man inside that man has not done anything yet necessarily he hasn't seized saeedine uh except for maybe when it, when we first started an eye of the world maybe he did uh but 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 still like that's going to be the factor is is who he's becoming and we've got this huge rise in these moments of him becoming the dragon reborn being the dragon and then we're going to see him go through some dark times so for me this book is way high um up there in the top five top five okay, because wow. I, yeah and i think a lot of people will once once we get there it's just an it's it, these okay. these male channelers matter and it's crazy what happens at, in this book that's awesome say. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, guys, be sure to remember uh, you can hit us up anywhere, you know, on Twitter at the Horn of Valir. Uh, you can send us a message, the Horn of Valir at gmail.com. We have a Patreon as well. You can also check out our exclusive stuff on Apple Premium uh, if you do your podcasting that way, which is also a great way to get access to the exclusive content to all of our other shows, right? As an actor for Harry Potter, The Elder Wand podcast we cover game of thrones a song of ice and fire bend the knee cover star wars hyperspace hangout we have another show called the matinee show we're probably gonna be talking about the batman i know i'm gonna go see it probably gonna yeah, see I, it, I, I gotta five, go see three, it three to five times because <laughs> batman's my number one uh so who who knows so be sure to check out any of that other content there uh also we have a youtube channel as well some of you are probably watching us here on youtube and some of you are listening on the podcast we do have a lot of just extra sort of exclusive content on there stay tuned because um we're slowly getting into this whole tiktok thing so yeah. there yeah. may be a wheel of time tiktok uh coming you know yeah. a um a horn of Valir TikTok coming as well, which could introduce some short content as well as our Instagram and all that stuff. So, uh, as and I are getting a work day in here soon, so we're gonna have to do a lot of that back end back end stuff that takes just a lot of time for us to kind of do, kind of put yeah. together. Just just takes time. So, anyway, with all of that, guys, want to thank you for answering the call. Our next episode, we will be discussing Lords of Chaos Part Two, which will be chapters four through six. Yeah. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write that review, leave us a comment, or send us a message at thehornavalier at gmail.com. We will see you soon, and remember that the grave is no bar to our call.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.